back this is the price to sell podcast i'm your host matthew campoli and today we have the man the myth and the legend all three mr vani kiliana welcome thank you thank you you're very welcome i don't know i looked really stressed out when i said that but like <laughs> you're, you're uh thank you for coming man no anytime yeah. um first and foremost i want to thank you for having me on the podcast and um i really love what you're doing with this podcast appreciate it you're actually spending money on a podcast and not just using your camera on your phone. So I appreciate you actually doing the professionalism and doing a great podcast with the visuals and, and doing a great thing. So it's, it's good for you for doing that. I appreciate sure. it, man. Thank you. Yeah. And that's a little foreshadowing into some stuff we're going to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Don't use a camera phone, people. <laughs> so, um, Your yeah. fingers in the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're in the mirror. <laughs> We can see your legs. <laughs> Get the dog out of the screen. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, for those that don't know you, like we've had, you know, I've known you for several years now. Friends with uh, my sister. Friends with your sister. Yep. Uh, work together here and there. Absolutely. So, um, but for those that don't know you, let's give them a little bit of background because I love your story. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people don't know this, but I actually wasn't born here. I was um, born in Iraq during the war with Iran. So... I was actually born in the church because there was a lot of bombings in Iraq. So um, it was the, actually the just, church is like a safe, obviously. It was, it was a safe haven at the time because yeah. it, they weren't allowed to bomb them at the time. And, but but did, that changed. Did they? Okay. Yeah, that changed True. a lot after, right? So from Iraq, we moved to Syria and then Jordan and then Turkey. Turkey, I stayed in for a year. And then we finally moved to Athens for a couple of years before we got citizenship into Canada. I actually didn't meet my dad till I was three years old because he was in the army with Kuwait and Iran. He was fighting. He was fighting. Oh, Frontline. wow. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. My dad's a serious guy. <laughs> no, he's nice now, though. But Let's get him he, on the pod. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, no, no. But uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was in there. He was obviously doing his thing. He had no choice back then. Yeah, right? yeah, so, for sure. Um, he was doing his thing. And yeah three years old is when I finally met him. And, and the story was when he finally held me in his arms, I looked at him and I just fell asleep. So it was like, maybe I knew that he was, so I don't know. But Interesting. that was the whole story. And then how I came to Canada. I came to Canada in 1994. Okay. So I was only four years old. So I kind of grew up here, but I still do remember some flashbacks from those times, right? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, man. And Oh, another thing. Yeah. From uh, Turkey to Greece... Uh, my dad paid pirates to take us to Greece. That's, That's how we got there on shore because we actually took a plane to Greece. But because we're all Iraqi immigrants, they deported our plane back. So my dad met us back in Turkey and he paid pirates to take us into Greece. We didn't even know we were in Greece. Holy. They dropped us off at night. We walked over a hill. And the only reason we, we, we knew we were in Greece is because they saw the power lines with Greek writing. My dad speaks Greek fluently and he okay. reads and writes. So that's how we knew we were there. And your dad was with you at the time? At that time, yeah. Because we got deported, he came to meet us in Turkey. Your dad's a legend. He's a big legend. What's his name? Uh, Christos. Christos. What a name. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to you, man. <laughs> yeah. What a, that's cool. Yeah, crazy uh, story. I'm like a big war buff, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything of those, like, <laughs> you can be that, of that nature. Enough. 
Yeah, probably slow, <laughs> but as you saw earlier, yeah, yeah. I was running. You're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like uh, that's that's such a cool story. And then you got into real estate at what age? So I got into real estate when I was 21. Um, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Luckily enough, I flourished in this business um, doing what I'm doing. Um, a lot of that had to do with my brother being in a lot of real estate acquisition development. So he's the one that told me to get my real estate license at that age. Um, but, you know, over the last several years, everybody got their real estate license, right? And you and I both know to get your license isn't really a hard, hard thing to do, yeah. right? Um, that's why a lot of things slip through the cracks and that's why I think the level of integrity and professionalism isn't all there just because it's so easy to get your license and everybody just wants to get a deal done versus doing what's best for the client. Right? Yeah. No, it's true. And everyone's chasing that, the, the, the dollar figure or the deal on the table. Exactly. And we can, we can jump into that. Like, uh, just like you mentioned earlier about how we spend money on this to bring, yeah, you know, yeah. good quality things for the audience, which essentially is like the client, you know, right. same idea. Right. Um, we spoke about this earlier, like you'll go into a listing and you'll spend the money. Absolutely. You'll, you'll do yeah. what, you'll actually represent the client. Absolutely. Right. A lot of, um, you got to be very honest with clients and you'll see even now because there's so many listings with the interest rate hikes going up, you're seeing a lot of stagnant listings. So if your listing doesn't have the floor plan, doesn't have the drone footage, doesn't have the multimedia, more likely than not, because there's 30 properties they're looking at now versus only one in February, they're picking and choosing now. If you don't have that stuff online, they're most likely not going to come to your listing. That's why you're seeing fixer uppers or things that aren't marketed properly. They're sitting and the ones that are marketed properly and doing things right, they're actually moving. Mm -hmm. The ones that are renovated, the ones that the agent comes in and says, let's renovate your kitchen before we sell. Let's renovate yeah. this before we sell. Not, yeah, let's just list it. You got to be that agent that does the extreme. Yeah. Right? So that is the difference between February's market and today's market. You got to do what's right for your client. Maximize the listing in every way possible. Spend money on the listing. Yeah. Right. A lot of people take listings and they, you know, they use a photography company for like a hundred bucks. I'm like, come on, man. Like you got to spend at least 20, 30% of whatever you're making on the listing. Mm -hmm. Right. So a lot of people don't do that. They, they cheap out. They, they spend a hundred bucks. They get these photos done that are okay, but that's all they do for a million dollar listing. Right. And I'm just like, mm, you know, that's, that's why the level of professionalism is all there, but yeah, you got to spend money to make money, right? I, I agree fully. Um, a lot of people will be like, you spent this on that? Like, yeah, but yeah. I'm going to sell it. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. What's the, what's the craziest photo you've ever seen? Okay, the craziest photo I've ever seen was um, it was at a condo listing. And like you were saying, he was in the mirror. His finger was blocking the corner of the picture. And he's in the mirror with like he was taking a camera selfie. Yeah. In the mirror in the washroom. When I saw that, I'm like, there, there's no way. There's no way that he actually put this photo up, right? Yeah. But that, that was nuts to me. It was a $1.2 million penthouse. That's and, and for sale. For sale. That's insane. This was like sometime last year. That's insane. Camera photos. Camera photos, his finger in the way. I he, was, was, yeah. he was in the photo, like flip, like, I don't know, he's wearing for fun, but <laughs> imagine he did. But no, he was in the picture. Um, his finger was in the way. And I'm like, I can't believe this, right? Yeah. I think to me personally, I think Treb needs to do better with, maximizing what we can put online like they they should filter out like hey 
there needs to be this many megapixel photo from a professional camera. Certain quality. No camera photos are allowed allowed on Treb. Yeah. There, sh there at least should be that. Well, I mean, those. It, I, I don't mind that because then those people lose a listing and then we swoop in. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. That's okay. Yeah, keep, your, yeah. keep taking your camera photos out Absolutely. There. Take them. All of you. Take them. Me and just every single one of you. Yeah. Me and Vanny will. We'll do it. We'll do it. Right. And I can't pull the <laughs> VK real estate. So. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's um, especially in this market because times are, are changing. Uh, you you might have been able to get away with that in January, February, March. Absolutely. Uh, it's a completely different landscape now. Right. Um, and as we spoke about earlier on the phone too, it's all about setting expectations properly right. like right you know we're good at what we do right. but at the end of the day it's a tough sale right now absolutely. with our listings you know absolutely and it's more than just throwing an mls and then kick back and you know exactly. have a margarita right right right, uh, right we gotta we gotta plug man we gotta yeah. plug away so like, exactly. what, what, are, what are some some tricks and some things that you're you're doing or advice you can give out there to like really succeed as a listing agent right now so, like I was saying before, maximize the listing, do the floor plans, do the drone, do the professional photos. But 95% of our job right now is managing seller's expectations. Mm -hmm. You're going into these listings and, you know, they're like, my house just sold for 1.3 in February. Now I can only get like 1 million, 950. And they still want the 1.2. Are you going to take that listing? I think a lot of people would because they want their name on the line or they want their next deal. But why are you going to take a listing spend the money and not sell it so like managing their expectation being like hey listen this is what you're going to get in today's market and this is what it is don't be a yes man yes you know huge there's too many yes men mm -hmm. yes sir yes ma'am i'm going to do this for you this like you, you you wouldn't believe a lot of listings i go to and they're like i actually like that you're telling me no yeah because a lot of these agents i'm interviewing they're just saying yes mm -hmm. yes 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 and i'm there saying no 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 understand that we're professionals and they don't go to a lawyer and the lawyer says yes everything to them yeah. they don't go to a doctor and they say yes everything. no they don't do that they tell them how it is they diagnose the problem they fix the problem and they get the house sold why are you going to bother their time being on the market for so long with showings they have kids their work schedule they're they're taking time out just be honest with them tell them what they can so get true. in today's market and build that foundation relationship you don't want to be 60 days on market terminate the listing and you literally just lost a forever client yeah right that's just how i look at it yeah i love that how you put that because in a way it's actually kind of selfish if you were just to say yes because exactly. yeah you're doing them a disservice by not educating them exactly they got their lives kids 100 percent, whatever it is 100 percent. and that listing is just going to sit absolutely it's going to stress them out on top of whatever they're already stressed out about exactly it's going to stress you out absolutely your, your name is going to get tarnished a bit so i think it's uh that's what separates us you know absolutely yeah that's I what agree. does it hey everyone here to give some extra value as usual i want to chat about my friends over at design loading not only do they have immense experience in what they do they offer a complete range of services the team at design loading have designed and renovated over, over 50 homes in toronto that's a lot a lot of homes and they focus on quality and fast turnarounds design loading specializes in complete renovations of condos or houses the services they offer are all done at the highest quality and they include design, layout, and complete construction services. You would probably think by now that their prices are outrageous, but they're not. They're prices sell. And if you are looking for a team that can help you from designing to building, they are now offering free estimates. Just head over to their website and contact them via email or give them a call. Both options will be linked in our description as well. You can also check them out and some of their work at their website at www.design-loading.com 
or check out their Instagram at design.loading. Remember to head to their website for a free quote and estimate and connect with the team at Design Loading. Now let's get back to the show. And, and um, when it comes to, let's say, follow-up and plug-in away, right. like what, uh, how else are you going over and above right now? Like what's the, what's the Vani special? Honestly, I'm just very honest with my clients. Yeah. Like I will literally go into a listing, walk in, I turn around, look at them, be like, guys, let's get out of here. And they look at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I know, like, I I literally know what my clients are looking mm-hmm. for. I go down to a T with their needs and their wants, and I will know as soon as walk as soon as they walk into that house whether they like the house or not. Are you doing needs and wants when you first meet them? Absolutely. I okay. call them, have that discovery call, because I know people's lives are busy. So if they if they can't meet me in the office where I'm yep. talking to them, mm-hmm. I'll have a half an hour phone call with them. Like, are you looking for an open concept? Do you like alley kitchens? Because a lot of people don't like alley kitchens, right? Do you want hardwood? Do you want carpet? Do you like the wall dividing the living and dining room? Like very specific questions that you need to know. Do they want an open concept? Do they like separate living dining rooms, right? They know what they want. They've been looking online two months before they even spoke to you, Yeah. right? Yeah. So having those initial conversations is great. That's why when I turn around to tell them like, this is not the house for you, they look at me weird and they're like, okay. I'm like, just trust me because now there's so many options out there. Definitely. And they're the respect level after that. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? I don't want to waste their time. Right. Yeah. No. And it, and it goes such a long way. No is so powerful because Absolutely. Yeah. they just right away. They're like, this guy's got my best interest in mind. Absolutely. You know, yeah. like he's actually yeah. working for us. Exactly. Cause you go walk in there and be like, yeah, gorgeous house, guys. Like, hey, let's 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 throw an offer, yeah. right? But full ask, but, let's go. Yeah, full ask. <laughs> <laughs> let's give <them> more, <laughs> especially in this market. Firm, <laughs> but yeah, integrity, honesty, being transparent, like you said before, and you just you said earlier, just you want to run the business as a reflection of yourself. Absolutely right, yeah. and I think that is like so important for everyone to hear, right? Because you know, treat people how you want to be treated. Absolutely right. And, and I go by the saying, if I wouldn't do it, I wouldn't let you do it, right? Yeah. I literally, like, if, I've, if I thought in my mind that I wouldn't buy a house without an inspection or I wouldn't pay this much for a house, I would tell them, like, guys, listen, I wouldn't do it. So, like, I don't think you should do it. Mm-hmm. I leave it up to them ultimately if yep. they really like the house. But I give them my two cents and I let them know that, like, I, I, like, if you were asking me, I wouldn't do it. And they, like, appreciate that because a lot of agents are, like, they wouldn't say anything. Oh, you want to put an offer? Okay, cool. Like, let's do it, right? Yeah. That's just kind of how I run my business and how I get referrals for my business. So, yeah. And yeah. you are, do you say majority of your business comes from referrals? Referrals and Instagram, social Love media. It. Love yeah, it. Yeah. So. Which you're big at, too. So. Yeah, I try. <laughs> but, um, so now we're going to segue into what you're doing before real estate yeah yeah let's get into that absolutely you have a massive network man everyone knows everyone knows vani you know what yeah, i mean yeah absolutely um and it's not just because you made a post and now everyone's you know your friend like you have an amazing reputation out there you started uh at a young age you started promoting yep in the yep. nightlife scene and i think that's such a good business to get in at a young age to learn like yeah. how to operate and then that in turn it will definitely help you flourish in a business like real estate. Absolutely. So let's chat about that a bit. Yeah. So um, when I was fifth, no, when I was in grade seven, going into grade eight, um, my brother actually started an all ages company called UT Events. Shout so, out Untouchable Events. So that that was your brother's? Yeah. Okay. I've been to a couple of those. Yeah. 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 So we did like uh, <laughs> we did like Summer of Love. We did um, Untouchable at Lucid. Uh, we did a lot of parties at government. 
Anyways, um, when I was grade seven going to grade eight, my brother started the company. So I was like literally selling tickets in grade seven going into grade eight. Yeah. Selling all these tickets, like 13 year olds. <laughs> and then as I got older into like grade nine and 10, that's when I really started like managing just Brampton. Yeah. So I had like 10 or 15 promoters at the time from different high schools. I was managing them. And then grade 11, 12 is when I was like actually managing the, uh, managing the entire West End of UT events. So anything from like Barry down to Mississauga to Kitchener. At age of 17. Six, like 17, 18. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So in high school, I used to go out and I used to flyer all um, high schools all over the West. Like I used to go flyer about like 120 high schools. You just walk at in? At night. Like 10 p.m. till 2.30, a.m. I put posters on the doors. I used to flyer the floors and like get people to our events. And I'd wake up at seven and go to go to high school. I would see those flyers all the time, man. Yeah, always wonder how they got there. That was me. Yeah, <laughs> well, the West End was me, right? But yeah. Um, yeah, I was doing that till three a.m. and I'd go to high school at seven a.m. Grade eleven, twelve. I did that for like two years running, right? Um, and then we managed the event company, which blew up. We had over three hundred promoters at one time. Wow. And UT Events was huge, right? Um, we were everywhere. We did events with Much Music, MTV. Yep. So it was a lot of managing. I was managing 300 promoters at the time, selling tickets, flyers, this, that. So it was a lot of mis like mini managing, right? So it was a lot to learn at 16 and 17. Sure. But it definitely taught me to be disciplined in business and, and, and know what to do in terms of marketing and promoting. Right? That's awesome. Yeah, well, you're learning about discipline in business. I was reaching 10th prestige on Call of Duty. <laughs> so that's... Uh, RuneScape. Yeah, that's really cool, man. I learned a lot from Call of Duty too for yeah, real yeah, estate. Yeah, yeah. Not nothing, but well, you, you learn how to talk crap to other people. De yeah, <laughs> which I will not do in real estate. So. <laughs> but there's a lot of skills at yeah, such a young age. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. you've uh, transitioned those into right. real estate. Right. Like, what what kind of skills do you think you've taken away? Well, after the all ages part of it, um, my brother owned a couple nightclubs called Traffic Pumps Patio, and then we owned a nightclub in Hess Village called Hush. So. I managed those nightclubs like every night, almost like three, four nights a week. I'd be at different at the different locations just managing. But I was dealing with money, a lot of money. I was like dealing with, you know, people and paying them out. And the most important aspect of everything I learned is how to deal with people, how to deal with different personality type, how to be friendly, how to approach people, how to talk, how to, you know, calm down certain situations if they're angry because I was dealing with people my whole life since I was 15 till I was 22 thousands of people selling tickets to them managing promoters the most important aspect of all that was actually man like not managing people but like understanding the human interaction that was the most important part of all that yes yeah, and, and which is the most important part in our business. Yes. Yeah. Right. And yeah. That, what a good school, skill to pick up at a young age. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I was the biggest introvert until like my early 20s. See, I wouldn't think that about you. I know. Ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. A lot of people are kind of shocked. I was like the shy kid. I played sports, but like, yeah, I didn't speak in locker rooms or change rooms. No. I uh, just went in nervous. Did your thing. Went out. I was like, oh, they call me like the practice player. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd be really good because I'm with my team. I'm comfortable. But as soon as I hit a game, I had no confidence. Right. And I was just like you know <laughs> what sports you play hockey i played hockey, oh, hockey. nice nice. yeah nice. so um but yeah to develop those skills at a young age yeah man I'm sure they go such a long way it was huge for me definitely and then network network yeah so thousands of people um 
even when I posted this video about UT events on my uh, Instagram, it, w- it had like the most like interaction out of all my posts because everybody knows me as that person. So if I go to my insights on that video, I had like 112 shares on that video, right? And I'm like, holy, like I have so many, like it just kind of made me realize how many people still hold on to that thought because it was such fun times, right? Yeah. So. And uh, they the trust from that too. Absolutely. They had a good time. Now they, they yeah. with you all the time. Yeah, yeah. Consistently. Yeah. They're going to start buying homes now. Absolutely. And I'm sure a lot, a lot of, of those, them are. Yeah, yeah a lot right? of them they are. Converted. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of them are. I have, um, even right now, one of my old promoters, I just sold her condo at Square One. We're looking at houses in Cambridge, right? Yeah. I, I literally haven't like spoken to her in like six, seven years. Yeah. And she reached out, hey, Vanya, like I'm looking for a place on Instagram. And I'm like, holy shit, like, it's been so long, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's definitely still making waves. And I think, a, well, a lot to do with it is a lot of those people that promoted for me were a lot younger than me, right? Yeah. We're talking about like the 96s, 97s, mm-hmm. 98s, even 99s that were like promoting for me at the time. Yeah. So especially with the price points of homes now, they're, they're starting to buy homes now, yeah. right? So it's just trickling because... You and I both know you're not buying a home at like 21. The rare person is. Mm-hmm. But with the home prices now, you know, the average first time buyer is like 31 or 32 years old. Yeah. So I'm only hoping it's going to continue on. Right. Definitely. And you say so Instagram has been a good tool for you. Absolutely. What, I love Instagram. What do you think has been the biggest asset on Instagram for you? Like what has worked the best for you on well, that platform? Instagram is just it's just amazing because you can just like access thousands of people with one post people can just dm you and and you have all these people just messaging you about certain things and it's just cool that we can do that at this day and age you know it's no longer like we have msn mester like signing in and out and we're trying to get a hold of people and then somebody calls your house phone and then you're cut off right like it's just so easy to connect with people and I even made the mistake over the last couple of years because I built like VK real estate from like the ground up, like yeah. all the videos I used to do on my own. So I, I had a hard time letting go of that aspect. So only recently did I hire a company to start doing my videos for me. And man, I should have done this sooner yeah. because I, I, I see like a complete 360 on my views, on people commentating, like everything. So if I have one tip, just like invest in yourself and don't even think about it because you won't regret it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, outsourcing. Absolutely. It's huge. You're not good at it. Just outsource it. Exactly. But again, I had a hard time of letting go and I, you know, I'll be the first to admit when I was wrong and I was wrong. So you were, uh, you were filming your own things uh, all day, every day, your own yeah. camera set up, everything camera set up. Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It was all on my own. Good for you. Yeah. I don't even have like the. <laughs> I'm so lazy to do that. Just yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, I, I used to just do it in my office, like just video yeah. record and like be at home and do this and that. So I just did a lot of that, me talking on video. But I, you did do a lot of those infos, um, like informational kind of videos, yeah. which were good. I liked them a lot. Yeah, well, listen, I, I always see a lot of agents putting up market stats. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, like this went up this much, this went up this much. And I'm like, to me, when I see it, I'm like, like, how do they really know what it means? Like yeah. they, they want like a f- in-person first person narrative of what's going on in the market. That's why I started making like those videos to say like, Hey guys, if you're looking to offer good luck, there's 20 offers. Those are kind my kind of videos. Yeah. Not like homes went up 33%. There's this and like, no, they want to see the, the real inside scoop of what's going on in our market. So 
that's why I started making those Agreed. videos. Agreed. And again, that goes such a long way for the consumer. Yeah. Right? 100%. So let's, uh, so you're with, you're with Remax Noble Corp. I am with Remax Noble Corp. So let's shout out a nice big shout out to Remax Noble Corp. Absolutely. Everyone there. Shout Mr. out Vito. Vito. <laughs> Mr. Pino. Mr. Pino. Pino, I love you. Gus. Yeah. Steven. Uh-huh. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> I mean, I have a, me, me and Pino have a very interesting relationship. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I love Pino. He's a good guy. He's the best. He is the best. He's awesome. He is. Um, you guys just opened up downtown office? We did. So um, we just opened up on Mott Street. Um, I don't think there's really a lot of brokerages near us, like near the King Street West, but beautiful office, huge office. Um, we just opened up like a few months ago, had our grand opening. Um, obviously our first office is in Vaughan, so we expanded to Toronto, but it's really exciting. Um, yeah. yeah. Remax Noble Corp Urban Division, which is what it's called. And, um, I'm really excited about what they're, what they're going to do with it and the, just they're bringing in and it, it's just a really, really cool vibe. Like if you haven't checked it out, you should go check it out. It's very, very like new school. Like, mm. you know, um, the flooring is nice and shiny, white walls, bright. It's it's a really really nice office. Everybody yeah. should go check it out if you're looking to switch to downtown. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a, they they killed it, Vito. I, I, you know, we we've spoken so many times about his vision and it's come to yeah. life now. It's just so amazing to see that. Right, right, right. And the culture is amazing. Absolutely, so, incredible office. Absolutely. And you yeah. said you were with like five other offices prior. Yeah. So um, I've been in real estate since 20, 2010, 2011. and I've been to five brokerages, but I can finally say that I found home. Love it. Yeah, it's like it's um, it's such like a tight knit family. People are actually in the office, mm-hmm. right? A lot of these offices you go to, nobody's really in the office. You're not really talking to people every day about what's going on in real estate. But at our office, everybody's in there all the time. Everybody's talking. Everybody's chatting. Everybody's like doing things for each other, grabbing lunch for each other, having yeah. lunches together. So where a lot of people probably feel alone in real estate where they're like, I'm doing this on my own at our office. You don't really feel that you feel like you're actually like in a collective. Yeah. Which is really, really nice. Yeah. It's so nice to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially since like COVID and everything to have the offices back and have the dynamic right. back in the culture. Exactly. Super important. Everyone got used to working from home. Exactly. So, uh, it's, it's motivating. Absolutely. You know? So yeah. I love to see yeah. it. So shout out to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, so we're nearing the end here. Yeah. As I said, it flies by. Yeah, it does fly by. Right. Yeah, it does. Um, Having fun isn't hard when you got a library card. Yeah, that's true. From Arthur. <laughs> Arthur was a really good show. It was. Baxter was better than Arthur. Which one? The bunny. Baxter. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. He was my favorite. Baxter was good. Yeah, he was good. But well, and Nadine. Nadine? Yeah. Anyways, I know that show. <laughs> <laughs> I like one of my favorites. <laughs> 60 Emmers. So um, I'd love to end off with some, you know, yeah. predictions. Yeah. Um, and where the market's headed right. everyone has their different opinion you've been in the business you've seen shifts yeah absolutely right? you've been through the cycles right so i'd love to get your, get your insight for like the next year where you see things headed yeah so as everybody knows interest rates are only going up next year um next month sorry um this is june right now so july we're talking july. about july july yeah and um i think houses are still going to go down i think we've seen the he- the biggest gap of homes go down like you'll see the 1.8 million dollar home sell for like 1.4 now yeah right i think it's gonna go more down but i don't think it's gonna go that much more Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah um but i do see houses going down in the next couple months with the interest rate uh hikes going up i just don't know it's gonna be hard to tell what's gonna happen next year especially with um people that have to refinance their homes next year yeah right 
people up for renewal that bought in 2017 they're up for renewal like this year and next year so it'll be interesting to see how many people how many of those people actually need to sell how they're going to influx the market with more inventory coupled with the interest rate hikes you could see you know a harsh market i think probably next to year. next year yeah i think so it's gonna be a slow ride it's gonna it's be like a slow 2018 ride. all over again yeah but be professional do the right thing be honest be professional take correct pictures and you'll be okay yes <laughs> do all the steps do all the steps or just just refer to vani and you're good yeah he'll take care of it refer for you. to this podcast yeah <laughs> So, um, man, it's been amazing. Absolutely. Thank you so yeah, much for coming. Really, really good. a long time coming. Absolutely. So for all you new, new fans out there, yeah, where, uh, where can they find you? Uh, so my Instagram is VK Real Estate. Um, just find me there. It's my bread and butter. So, uh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Again, really love what you're doing. Um, I was waiting for my invite on this podcast for a very long time. <laughs> and the day's here. So day's thank here. you for that. <laughs> We're going to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. We're going to post all your info and the Absolutely, bios and yeah, everything let's do that. too. Let's do that for but sure. Man, you've been, uh, you've been incredible. Thanks so much for coming. Let's do it. Love your story. There's so much I learned. Even though I knew you, I yeah, didn't I know, even know I that know. stuff, man. Many it's people crazy. don't know. So yeah. Yeah. yeah Got to meet your pops now. Yeah. But to everyone out there, thank you again for watching. As always, this is the Price to Sell podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your uncles, brothers, and your pet koala bear. And we'll see you on the next one. Peace. <laughs>